And Dr. Cole, boy, what a week it's been, obviously, with uh, the introduction now of the uh, COVID-19 vaccine, which is great news for everyone, and everyone's still uh, on their toes and wondering uh, how it's going to work, but we've got a great guest on the line. It's going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, how it's been for those uh, at Rush University Medical Center, pulmonary critical care specialist, Dr. Avi Trevetti is joining us now. And uh, Dr. Cole, this is an interesting uh, subject because uh, she's been on the so-called front line, correct? Steve, that's true. You know, it's interesting. People are watching the numbers both regionally and, uh, you know, our show is heard in a variety of different markets. And I know that people have their different lenses in terms of what's happening in their region. But, uh, the Midwest, suffice it to say, has been challenging. Uh, our numbers have been rising exponentially. Unfortunately, we're seeing the hospitals continue to uh, fill up, but uh, I think we've been doing a, a great job at Rush. And uh, while certainly I do see patients uh, and take care of patients who have had COVID, but not currently knowingly active with COVID, uh, Dr. Trevetti is a, a special person because she and others at Rush are sort of our heroes who are really on the front lines managing the sickest of patients who ultimately end up in the intensive care unit. And I thought it would be interesting to have her on just to spend a few minutes to see how things have changed between March and April and now and sort of the lessons learned. You know, Rush was one of the top 35 hospitals in the country in managing patients with COVID and uh, was doing, is doing an absolutely incredible job in uh, keeping uh, uh, people uh, uh, the least amount possible getting admitted, getting into the ICUs and getting on ventilators. So they probably know it as well as anywhere in the world on how to manage these patients. So that's, that's what we'd like to talk about. Excellent. Dr. Trevetti, thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly on this Sunday morning. So glad you're with us. Um, Take us back to, uh, boy, when this all started, you know, January, February, uh, March. uh, What was uh, going on there at Rush and uh, in your department when uh, COVID-19 unfortunately became reality for everyone? Sure. Thank you both for having me and for giving me a chance to talk about what's been going on. So I'd like to say, you know, this is something that none of us could have anticipated. And in March, there were probably three things that kind of stood out to us, uh, specifically with COVID and how we were dealing with these patients. I mean, as an intensive care unit doctor, myself and my colleagues are used to taking care of critically ill patients. But the the way this was different was, one, the sheer number of critically ill patients that we had. Um, At one point in, in Rush, we had 90 patients on ventilators because of COVID. And that was the most in all of uh, Illinois, definitely all of Chicago. And just the sheer number of sick patients was something that was definitely unique to us. The other thing that was unique is just the fear of transmission of the disease. There was a lot of unknown in the beginning um, and risk to healthcare workers. And a lot of us feared um, contracting the disease and what was going to happen if we did. As we were hearing about healthcare workers in other parts of the country or other parts of the world dying from the disease. And finally, the thing that is still hard is that um, family members can't be with their loved ones during sometimes the end of their life. And that's something that's a challenge that we still face today. So these are the things that were going on then. Um, And really, I look back and I just have the sense of pride at what we're able to do at Rush. Um, everybody just came together from all over different divisions, different departments to really take the best care of these patients. And we were able to turn so many different areas in the hospital into ICUs uh, and able to care for these patients and uh, 
people from all over just worked hard to do this. And there were patients that we took care of, patients that I honestly didn't think that would live, would walked out of the hospital without oxygen. And so it's just an amazing thing to see that and to have been able to do that. Um, I joked with my husband about this, that I actually felt safer in the ICU at Rush than I did going to the grocery store because we were always protected and we always had appropriate gear to protect us and taking care of these patients. And so that's, that's just kind of the experience that we had then. Um, and I can speak more to how it's evolved and what we've been doing now. When you think about, um, you know, how you feel as a physician, especially, you know, your role in the intensive care unit and pulmonary, I mean, this is the sort of uh, the core of, of COVID is the, the, pro- the problems in the, that we see with respiratory system and so forth. I mean, I have to imagine that you've probably never had uh, more sort of pride and job satisfaction, and you could have never imagined what it's like. One thing is to be a physician. The next thing is to be a physician where you're truly saving lives at a time when there's just so much unknown. You know, when you, how has that really affected you over the last, now we're sitting almost 10 months? I think the, the main thing is that, um, you know, I realized how lucky we are at Rush just to have such an amazing uh, team of people that are taking care of these patients. The one thing that you realize is that, um, you know, it's part, the, the physicians are obviously playing a role, but we had just have amazing nursing and respiratory therapists too. And really everybody came together to, to take care of these patients. But it really is an amazing feeling. And um, what the most amazing thing I think is that we also see pulmonary patients in clinic. And so now we're seeing patients back in clinic that at one point we were seeing them so sick, almost sometimes nearing the end of life on ventilators in bed. And they're coming to see us in clinic, walking and talking um, as if this never happened. And yes, there are things that they're going to have to deal with and overcome, but just to see them come to that point and live through that uh, is really an amazing thing. What would you say the top things that you're doing now from what you've learned compared to March and April that is making a, a huge difference in saving the lives of these patients and or actually keeping them out of the intensive care? So I think that, you know, in the beginning, because there was a lot that was unknown, uh, we were hearing about ways that people were managing these patients in different parts of the country and parts of the world before the before our first surge hit us. And people were trying different medications that had their theoretical benefit, but really we didn't have large studies to show what truly helped or didn't. And so now we do have information and most of the information is about what medications didn't work. But we know that steroids and specifically dexamethasone does decrease the mortality in patients that require oxygen and specifically those patients that are on the ventilator. So we know that. And um, that's a drug that we don't have that we don't have a limited supply of, meaning that everybody has access to it. So that's uh, that's been helpful. The other thing is that because in the beginning we were uh, concerned about how quickly these patients could get worse and need the ventilator and also the risk to healthcare providers, patients were getting placed on ventilators earlier than we would have otherwise placed them. And so we've learned now that that is not necessary. And so we are using other oxygen support devices and other means of providing oxygen that uh, don't require to be intubated. And that's really what's making the most difference, uh, which is which is great. It's great to see someone come into the ICU that requires high amount of oxygen but doesn't even need to be intubated. And we're seeing a lot more of that now. Visiting with Dr. Abhi Trevetti, 
pulmonary critical care specialist at Rush University Medical Center. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Coe. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on this Sunday morning. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. And uh, really uh, great, interesting stuff here from Dr. Trevetti. Uh, for our listeners. And I know our listeners are wondering, um, boy, uh, for those who maybe have had it, uh, the virus, or um, unfortunately uh, may get it, um, Dr. Trevetti, when should someone go to the hospital? You know, we've seen uh, these hospitals inundated with patients, and um, but I'm wondering, when is it time to, to check in or go to an emergency room? When does it get to that point for, for someone? Sure. I think that uh, now that we have more access to testing and uh, that everybody, most hospitals are offering uh, televisits or video visits, there is appropriate direction for everybody and as far as what to do. So the first step is if you're having symptoms to talk to your primary doctor um, and then they will be able to direct you as far as scheduling for a test at Rush. Um, we offer online video visits and also to be able to uh, schedule testing and there's drive-through testing that's available. So that would be the first step um, as far as getting tested. Um, at any point, if you're concerned about your health and you're having a uh, significant shortness of breath or chest pain or something that's new that's worsening, you should always seek urgent care. Um, so that's that's definitely true. But otherwise, if you've gotten tested and you're positive, uh, you know, you, it's it's safe to always talk to your physician if you're able to, to see if they're concerned uh, about that. And you can do that without even coming into the office now. And then they can direct you in the appropriate way. But if you are concerned and it's the middle of the night and you're feeling a lot worse, the safest thing to do is to come into the hospital. Dr. Chavetti, let me ask you a question about um, some of the other therapies that uh, we hear about, such as uh, immunoglobulin therapy, whether it's uh, uh the plasma therapy from donors who have had the disease uh, or uh, uh, pooled plasma or some of the synthetic plasma or manufactured uh, plasma that was popularized when our president had it. Uh, where are we now and what are the things that are offered at, uh, at Rush uh, and what's the general sort of status of that? Sure. Um, I think, you know, different hospitals are, do offer different therapies. Um, but like I said, the, the largest trial that showed benefit was in uh, specifically with dexamethasone in these patients. As far as convalescent plasma, that is not something that we are offering. We uh, were enrolling some patients in a tri in trials, and we are doing a newer trial in the ER regarding this, but we are not routinely offering that or really anything else. The, the major things that we're doing are dexamethasone, and we are giving remdesivir to our patients as well. And is the uh, synthetic antibody, is that there were a number of trials, for example, from Lilly, is that something that is, I, I'm not hearing as much about it as I was a couple of weeks ago. Where are we with that? Yeah, so I think we need more data to give us information as far as the benefit of that, uh, but that is not something that we are offering at this time. Yeah, and finally, you know, tell me just a little bit about if, uh, how, what what are what are your thoughts and uh, as far as the vaccine goes? Because I know we're getting a lot of questions about that. Uh, and if you're willing to share, is this something? Uh, will you take the vaccine? And is this something that you would recommend uh, uh, for those who don't have any otherwise maybe a contraindication to taking it? So we will be having access to it fairly shortly at Rush, and I plan to take it as soon as it is available. I have seen the devastation that COVID has caused, and, you know, we usually think about respiratory viruses causing symptoms of the lungs and breathing, but this virus causes a lot more. And I've seen devastating strokes, blood clots, 
kidney failure, and so much more. And if we can do anything to protect and prevent other people from getting this disease, I recommend that, and I will definitely be taking it. I recommend everybody get it. That's tremendous. Dr. Trevetti, thank you so much for lending your expertise and your experiences and for all your uh, hard work there on the front line. Again, Dr. Trevetti, pulmonary critical care specialist at Rush University Medical Center. Thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, and we're going to take a break right now on the show. When we come back, it's our Ask the Doctor segment. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly only on 670 The Score. 